Weekly Spiral. You are tuned into episode 101. Today, there is a decent amount of NFL news to cover. So we're going we're gonna to spend an episode here going over the latest and greatest in NFL news. Um, we have some stuff that I'm excited to talk about. I think Casey has mixed feelings about, but might be potentially excited to talk about regarding Aaron Rodgers, um, regarding some demands he's making that uh, the Packers will probably acquiesce to, which... Uh, are interesting we have some players that are injured we have some uh, players other players demanding trades a lot of interesting stuff happening usually around this time in the offseason this is when things start to get exciting in that front so let's dive in but before we do I want to introduce my co-hosts as per usual i have casey sully and matthew durgan here with me how are you both doing aaron Rodgers is back Back? It's it's almost there. We're I could, almost I could at the finish feel line. that question mark like deep inside. In, in uh, he's back. you know it's it's feeling more and more like Brett Favre. Is he back? Is he not back? Have they ironed yeah. out the deal? Is are they trading for Randall Cobb? I who knows at this point anymore. So, but it's it looks like we're we're the tu- we're at the end of the tunnel. The light is shining, and perhaps Aaron Rodgers is there standing at the end to guide us to heaven, which is the Super Bowl. Yeah, because you guys might die after this season, so that's where you'll be okay. probably. But that's, hey. that's where that's that's what the analogy is or metaphor. A lot can happen in sixteen games, seventeen games now, so we'll see. Obviously, it's it's an unanswered question that has been temporarily answered. So we'll we'll touch on that more, I'm sure. But Durgan, what about you, man? How you doing? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Um, yeah, it's weird. I, mean, I hate to keep talking about Aaron Rodgers, but I think for every episode of the past three months, we have mentioned his name. Yeah. So now At we actually have answers. Yeah, now we have answers. I'm like, oh, like, what are we going to do now? But I think this soap opera is just getting started. I'm just a little sad because now it's, you know, every episode I can't look into Casey's eyes and see pain, you know? Like, <laughs> now he has a reason to be a little bit more optimistic. So so we'll, we'll see, obviously, in the Green Bay. But um, let's start off with something COVID-related in the NFL um, so news has, has essentially come out and said that players and coaches are hesitant to get the vaccine. Um, so let's touch on this. Durgan, I'll, I'll kind of pass the mic to you, give the people yes. uh, a little bit of a breakdown as to why this is and uh, what this has caused. Yeah, so testing will still continue at least through this week because every team is starting training camp. So I think like 10 guys went on the COVID reserve list um, today or Tuesday. Uh, and that doesn't mean all that much because some of those guys might be vaccinated. And if you're vaccinated, you don't have to sit out the full 10 days. If you're vaccinated and you have COVID, uh, if you're not symptomatic, you get tested every day until back-to-back days test negative. So it's much, much uh, more lenient in terms of that. But some players and coaches are refusing to get the vaccine. And if your player is not the end of the world, I guess, I mean, I personally do not care if you get the vaccine or not. I definitely think you should. I'm not saying um, that you should not, but I'm not a doctor, so I can't like, break down everything about it. But get it, please. Make everything easier. But if you're a coach, you have to get the vaccine. That is new, but it's the rules. And we've seen two coaches, one with the Patriots, one with the Vikings, not get the vaccine and lose their job because of it. And the fact you're willing to walk away from a very lucrative job in the NFL because you don't want to get a vaccine means you are very stupid, my opinion. Um, but good news is I believe about half the teams have 90% vaccination rates, which is great news, obviously, because those guys 
or those teams leave, so have looser restrictions at this point, and hopefully don't have any more COVID cancellation games, because this year, they're not going to be rescheduling any games, it sounds like. If you get COVID in an outbreak within your team, you're forfeiting, and you're forfeiting not just the game, but your game check. So, more motivation there. I think that we will see the ball get rolling more on teams getting vaccinated once the outbreak happens with one team, because once guys realize that it will actually affect their pocket, then all of a sudden they want to change their mind. Yeah, look, we can make this uh, short and sweet, but we probably won't. But get the vaccine, <laughs> all right? It minimizes symptoms. If you do get COVID, uh, like 99 point something percent of the hospitalizations right now are unvaccinated people. Uh, there's evidence that it prevents the spread as well. Uh, you have huge team incentives if you're a football player and play in the NFL, and it just keeps your team, your family, and your community safer. I mean, I'm reading stories about uh, the Washington football team with Ron Rivera, who just had cancer and chemotherapy. And like, they're one of the lowest vaccinated teams in the NFL. And to have a coach that sort of lays it on the line, literally for your team during a pandemic to show up to practices and games and subject himself to potentially being infected when he's already having a a low immune system with chemotherapy, uh, to have someone do that and then following up the next year when you have an opportunity to help protect that guy that sort of laid it out for you uh, and you don't do that, um, I don't think super highly of you. Um, you know, I, I think it's come to the point where uh, people should understand the safety of the vaccine. Um, you know, everything that's sort of going to come out is going to come out. There's been no proof historically for any vaccine to ever have long-term symptoms that, uh, show up after about two months after taking the vaccine. So there's no precedent for some long-term lasting effect that's going to pop up in like two or five or six years. Um, it's proven to be pretty safe. It gives you an opportunity to protect those around you, uh, you should be getting the vaccine, not to mention all the team incentives, being able to have regular meetings, being on the practice field, eating in the same lunchroom. Like if you don't have the vaccine, you got to have a separate room when you travel. You can't eat with the team. You got to be like quarantined and shit. Like it, there's so many more hoops to jump through. Uh, if you're a player, it's going to make the season a lot less enjoyable. And that's something that people complained about last year is like, ah, uh, we didn't have the team building. We couldn't even eat in the same room. We couldn't uh, go do our off season activities together, all that. And well, now you have an opportunity to be able to do that again. Uh, go get the vaccine and do it. Well said, Casey. Hats off to you, you, sir. Um, yeah, I mean, nothing else to add really other than look at, at the core. We all want football. We all want this season to happen and we all want it to be seamless and not have issues like Durgan mentioned they're probably not going to reschedule so if a player gets COVID that's like a player getting an injury so um, you want to prevent this and there's an easy way to do it and I think uh, I, I think you know obviously it's tough for the NFL to come out and like mandate this but then you see players saying things that are like uh, kind of mind-boggling to a degree like I, I think I DeAndre Hopkins said something mm-hmm. he came out he was like I'm questioning my future or something because of this and stuff uh, just just things that are kind of confusing is the right word, I think. But, you know, it, it's tough to, to force people to do something they don't want to do. But at the same time, we all want football to happen and, and be uh, a reality, you know, come September. So, anyways, we don't have to harp on this too long. But let's dive into some, like, actual meat and potatoes here of, of uh, NFL news. Things that are happening within the league. Things that might affect your team. Things that might affect your fantasy draft. Things that 
that uh, Casey uh, is excited to discuss. So, first off, Michael Thomas out for months. We've talked about the Saints, very top-heavy. The top has a little less heavy now with Michael Thomas being out. How does this affect them? Um, is this a big problem for them this season? So he's out until October, it seems like. Um, I think that's maybe best-case scenario. So that's huge, obviously. Their offense right now is Kamara. That's their guy. And I'm not some sort of fantasy football guru nerd, but he has to be your top pick at this point because the volume of touches and looks he will get is unreal. He's going to be the best receiver and best running back for them. And you look at the team, how they're built, Jameis Winston, he's going to want to make you know, a lot of deep and crazy throws. Also, I'm thinking, I can't believe I'm saying this, you have to roll with Taysom Hill and this run power football, have him run 15 times a game, run the ball with Kamara 15-plus. I, I can't – it took all this to go <laughs> wrong for the Saints, but you have to do it because your top two receivers now are Traquan Smith and Deontay Harris. Yeah. Exactly. Who in the hell are they? So, and you don't have the cap to go out and acquire somebody. Like, you, you can't pick up a big-name receiver at this point. Like, you're kind of stuck with what you have. And even their tight ends, it's like Troutman, second-year guy uh, from Dayton. They let um, Jared Cook go. Yep. So, there's so many unproven options for them that you have to force the ball to Kamara. But after a while, they're going to focus on him. So, you have to try to limit the game, you know, limit possessions to other teams. Because your defense is good. It's not good, but it's not something that... I'm going to trust every single possession that gets top for me. So, that Saints are in trouble. They're in deep trouble. I think they're in trouble even with with Michael Thomas. But without him, it might be a long year. And Sean Payne's going to have to get really creative on offense for them to score points. Yeah, let me list these off for you. Since last season, the Saints have lost Drew Brees, Trey Hendrickson, Sheldon Rankins, Emmanuel Sanders, Janoris Jenkins, Jared Cook, Thomas Morstead. Now Michael Thomas will miss the start of the season. Uh, David Onyemata is suspended six games, and Marshall and Lattimore was arrested in March and could also face a suspension as well. So uh, even if you're a relatively casual fan, you've probably heard of all those names. Uh, and the Saints are without big contributing pieces from their team last year. Um, so they're going to be fighting an uphill battle uh, just to move the ball and get first downs, I, I feel like at this yep. point, like who who are you who are you handing the ball off to? Is Kamara? Who's handing him the ball off? We don't know. Who are you throwing to? Uh, no names. Uh, you, do you have a tight end? Do you have an offensive line is pretty solid, but then you got to go stop people on defense, and I, it just doesn't seem like a very balanced team. Well, like Durgan said, they were very top heavy to begin with. Now when you lose the top there's one guy left spinning and that's Alvin Kamara running, trying to break as many tackles as he can uh, on his way to getting, you know, two yards. Yeah, it's going to be, I mean, there's no doubt this is going to be a tough season for the saints. Um, even with uh, Michael Thomas, we kind of discussed how, how we felt about them, but the division doesn't help. I mean, this is the NFC South is a pretty solid division. Um, and there's just so many question marks for the saints this upcoming season that having this injury to probably your second best maybe even first best offensive player. I'm not sure. I'm not sure they'll recover from this. So, and I'm, I'm on a different train of thought than you, Derek. And I'm not even sure if Alvin Kamara, I mean, yes, he'll get a ton of touches, but literally if you're playing the saints, it's stop one guy. Like, I'm not sure who else is scaring me. Like, go ahead Jameis Winston, throw the ball. There's like a 50% chance you're throwing it to us. So uh, I'm not, I'm not sure. I, I, I think 
Alvin Kamara might be fool's gold this season, maybe. Well, look at the amount of catches you're going to get. You're in a PPR league. He sure. might get well, eight catches a game. Just, I mean, he might not get many yards, but he's going to get a lot of catches. And he's going to break one. I mean, he's too talented of a player to like not be terrible every game if he's healthy. So he's still going to put up numbers, but it might be when the score is 30-7 to seven in garbage time. Fair. But I, I don't know. I just think there's more to it than than one player being the share of the... Uh, the touches like I don't know I think they'll be easy to game plan against is what I'm trying to say so that, that's true that, yeah, I won't true. disagree but with that you're not going to pass on him in the first round like if you're at 10 or something in your fantasy draft are you going to oh, bypass he, well I don't think tomorrow? he'll be there at 10 but like before well, maybe I was okay. thinking of him in like the top 3 right now sure he's top what <laughs> Put me on the one for me uh, one for me he's still one, one for you for he's one for you yeah oh, i would yeah. probably in, say in a ppr league ppr league. one i would PPR. i would still take CMC, i think i might baby. still take mccaffrey um even in a ppr league i would take mccaffrey for sure i think he's just you know barring injury he's the best fantasy player in the league uh hmm, i'd probably take kamara i'd probably take him at five or lower. Are, I'm going to put you on the spot. Put Can me on the spot. The four, four running backs that uh, you would take before him. You got Christian McCaffrey. Christian McCaffrey. I would Dale take Henry. Aaron Dale Jones, Henry, obviously. For sure. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, who else would I take? I'm not going to throw Miles Sanders in there just because I know you're going to roast me. Um, Taylor? Hmm. Colts? Maybe? I like no. him this year. Maybe well, Dalvin Cook? Like- Oh yeah, Dalvin. yeah maybe right. Dalvin Cook, sure. uh, uh, Saquon Barkley. Is that a reach? I like him. I like him. I, a few, so that's how you want to go for it. Is that eight, four? I'll, what did I give you? Yeah, yeah you get four. So you can take Kamara so then at five. Kamara at five. That. Somewhere, some in that or, like it's Christian McCaffrey, and then those guys are like kind of you could in be the convinced. same tier to me. I could be convinced. Yeah, yeah. sure, sure. Yeah. Um, but again, I mean PPR makes a big difference too. So, anyways. We, don't have, well, we can dedicate more time to fantasy on another episode. Um, all right. Any other thoughts on the Saints? We kind of all agree here they may struggle. I mean, I think they're – I don't know. You guys correct me if I'm wrong, but I think they're probably the worst team in the NFC South now. Uh, Falcons are pretty bad. I don't know, man. They have Matt Ryan. They, they have something figured out. Like they have, And they have a coach that I think may right the ship. Yeah, the defense is terrible still. I would so. agree, but if they were planning to win this year, I don't think they would have shipped Julio Jones out. Yeah. Sure. But that doesn't negate the fact that the Saints are a completely different team. Like, I don't think well, this I th- team is going to be good. I think it, it dropped them down into the tier of the Falcons and the yes. Panthers. Yes. Like, they are no longer, you know, it was like 1-2 and then 3-3 three, three for Yeah, they're know, not pushing Falcons, the Bucks now. They're no, pushing not, those not at all. To be above those not other two teams in the yeah. division. Yeah. yeah. Okay, that's fair. Um, all right, well, let's move on here. Let's talk about Chandler Jones, who apparently wants out of Arizona. Uh, what do we think here, Durgan? We'll start with you. Um, I don't think he gets traded, but for a team like the Cardinals that needs veteran presence like Chandler Jones on the defensive line uh, besides J.J. Watt, uh, they don't like this news. I mean, he, he he can't get traded because this is their window. Kyler Murray is cheap for the time being. He probably gets a new contract after next year, maybe, if he does well after this year. Uh, so they need him in camp. They need him producing. And J.J. Watt, despite what Madden thinks, I mean, he's one of the top-rated defensive linemen in the league. 
he's a shell of what he once was. He's still a very good player, but he's expensive, and he's above average to good. But he's not a guy who's going to give you like 18 sacks like he used to. So you need both him and Jones on the line playing together uh, in a very talented division at NFC West. Yeah, I mean, you kind of nailed it. This is their Super Bowl window. So Arizona has no incentive to get rid of one of their premier dudes uh, that can impact a, a game and, and take over uh, in Chandler Jones. So I don't see him moving. And uh, I understand he's 31. He wants one last contract and, and to try to make that happen. But uh, if the Cardinals, you know, evidence says they're making big splash free agency signings and they're on the rookie contract, this is their time to win. And uh, I would find it hard to believe that they'd be down to, to send out a premier pass rusher within that window. Yeah, and this is his 10th year in the league, I think. So coming off an injury as well, I'm not sure exactly what he's expecting as far as contract talks. But um, I think, yeah, I think this this is the window for the Cardinals for sure. Chandler Jones probably will end up reporting, and I don't think they, they should trade him or will. Unless somebody comes along with some ludicrous offer, uh, we probably are in agreement that he'll be back with the Cardinals this season. Yes, absolutely. Speaking of being back with their team this season... You ready? Drum drum roll, please. Let's, let's talk about Aaron Rodgers. We always do, but let's now that we have actual confirmation of something and not just speculation. Let's talk about let's talk about I guess two things. One, the impact he has on this team this season. Uh, your outlook for the Packers and how this is how they'll fare in the NFC North now that he's back, and then also this structure I guess that they've agreed to, where he, basically this is his last year in Green Bay. Is is what has surfaced so what uh what do we think here casey i kind of want to start with you just because i'm excited to (laughs) i don't know if i have deep deep thoughts but i I want your deepest thoughts from the depths of your heart for aaron Rodgers, your love (laughs) for aaron Rodgers and the packers i'll do my best although he's he's pushed my love he's pushed limits limits for sure this off season um yeah, I mean, I, with Rodgers, they're obviously a Super Bowl contender. Uh, they have one of the more deep rosters in the NFL, especially in the NFC. Um, you know, with Jordan Love, there's potential there. Awesome, you get to see your first-round pick, and, and maybe you're sort of middling, hovering around 500 is what I would have expected if, if Love was in. Um, but Aaron Rodgers sort of just opens the door for, for everyone else. Uh, and from what I understand of the contract talks, I don't think he's officially signed anything yet. Um, but essentially it would prevent the Packers from franchise tagging him and he would control money in 2022. So if the Packers won the Super Bowl and he wanted to come back and run it back and do it all over again, he has the option to say, yeah, like I'm down to, to do that. Um, but from what I'm gathering is they're going to owe him money whether he retires or not next offseason. So now he has that as a piece of leverage to use. So essentially, it's guaranteeing that if he doesn't want to be there next offseason, the Packers are going to trade him. Um, so it, I'll take it for what it is. I still don't really understand where the anger came from him. Uh, everything that he said publicly is that uh, he wasn't super bothered by the Jordan Love pick. Would he have rather a, a skill position? Yeah, absolutely. Um, but it was all part of this beautiful mystery and he got in touch. He went fucking did ayahuasca and did yoga and all that (laughs) stuff and was at peace and played the whole season and was like, I I love these guys. It's going to be a bummer when everyone leaves. And, 
uh, this is a special place and I'm not bothered and Jordan Love's been great and everything publicly has just been like he's not that bothered by the pick and apparently maybe it has bothered him more but if it does it did you know say that now he still hasn't spoken publicly and said hey this is what was bothering me this is why I caused a fuss and this drama and all that kind of stuff so if he ends up I'm sure his first press conference as a Packer uh someone's gonna ask and they're probably gonna ask again and again and again until he answers because uh, that's something you kind of got to answer for the rest of your life. Why did you force your way or try to force your way out of Green Bay? Um, you know, when you're building a legacy and he's expressed that he wants to stay in Green Bay his entire career and et cetera, et cetera. You know, this is adding to his legacy. Like he's going to carry this with him wherever he goes. Like he didn't have to go down this path of causing all this commotion and, and, and issue and, and all that kind of stuff. So uh, still some unanswered questions. Uh, apparently he's made some demands. He wants Randall Cobb back on the team, you know, maybe three or four years too late for, to capture his prime there, but, uh, maybe a useful player. And if he wants to push in the chips and go make it happen, uh, and he thinks Randall Cobb's the dude, then I, you know, I mean, shit, go, go ahead and get him. I guess I still got my Randall Cobb Jersey, so that'll be useful <laughs> there you again. Go. Uh, that'll be nice. And, the value uh, of all the Randall Cobb jerseys across the nation just skyrocketed. <laughs> yep, the green and gold ones, back in business. Back in uh, business. <clears throat> so uh, it seems the Packers may acquiesce to that, and they're, they're in trade talks. There are some issues with the cap and Randall Cobb's contract and, and getting that over. But uh, so There's still some moving pieces here, but at least there is hope that uh, Aaron Rodgers will uh, give us an opportunity one more season here. Yeah, actually, that was pretty well said. I thought he'd be more emotional, so that's kind of upsetting. <laughs> but, I, I, uh, he's emotionally drained me. I have nothing left to give. There's nothing left <laughs> from Casey. Uh, I mean, he, him and Devontae Adams posted on IG, was it Sunday night? Last dance. Yep. This is the last dance. So this year's going to be a soap opera. Anytime that things go even a little bit wrong in Green Bay, it's, uh, questions are going to be flying around. Uh, football perspective. Aaron Rodgers, I don't think, is going to be affected at all by this. He's a professional. He's one of the best quarterbacks of all time. Uh, their offense, third year in that scheme, uh, same guys coming back. I mean, obviously, Randall Cobb, you had him, but him and Aaron have a little different beforehand, so it's not yeah. the, the same team, essentially, from last year, which is kind of why I'm also like, eh, I don't know if they're you know, going to Super Bowl this year for that reason. They didn't add anybody, and you kind of need Aaron Rodgers to – you know, do Aaron Rodgers things, which he absolutely can, but we'll see. In terms of them letting him rework his contract, obviously you had to or else he wasn't going to show up, but if they traded him, if they knew about this, him not being happy, and they traded him this offseason, you could have gotten so much and still been a contender this year, and also in the future. Would you have been as good? Probably not. And Aaron Rodgers... He is a unique creature. You know, that's just, whether it's personal life, uh, on football, he wants to be appreciated. And good and curse, good and kins, good and piss, whatever his name is. Wow, the lo- that was a little bit of uh, vitriol towards good and kunst. Good, good and piss, as a, as a new, new name hey, now. Good he, and piss. He's built a very nice roster, but okay, he has he, his first two years. He did great, and then the and last two it's years, still the same roster. He's drafted it, well. The, the last two years, and Rogers looking around, he sees Tom Brady. Oh, they're bending over backwards to make sure he's getting what he needs. Oh, Patrick Mahomes, they assigned two offensive linemen. 
and lock down their receiver and their tight end for long term. What do I got going for me? Oh, you're gonna draft. You're, you're gonna draft my replacement in the first round. You're yeah, gonna draft, and, and we're gonna get you the best wide receiver in football, and well, one of the top running backs, and a top three offensive line, and we're gonna sign some edge guys, and we're gonna give you a defense, well, and then we're you, gonna draft like, your replacement. Yeah, and yeah. You, if you let me let me finish, right? without your approval. What 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 in the last two years besides possibly acquiring Randall Cobb? have they done to better their offense? And you can't say, oh, the best receiver in the league, they already had him. They already had Aaron Jones. They already had Bakhtiari. They haven't not done any proactive moves to get him another receiver, to get him a tight end. Robert Tunyon has been actually pretty well, but they haven't done anything while he's looking around saying all these teams are bending over backwards for their quarterbacks, whether you agree with those decisions or not. And here I am expecting to carry this team. So, and that's his Aaron Rodgers perspective. That's the way he rolls. That's how he is. So, I don't know. I would have got, if I knew he was going to leave, I would have tried to get something out of him because he did draft Jordan Love in the first round. So, you obviously have some expectations for him. So, I would have got rid of him. I would trade him to San Francisco, get that third overall pick, get Kyle Pitts, a future Hall of Famer. We've been cooking with some gas. But we'll see what happens. Um, it's going to be entertaining. That's for sure. I, I wish they have a. Uh, camera crew following them around because there's going to be some good behind the scenes footage to be had i really think it's going to be a non-story in like two weeks you think it, i mean do you think you this gonna be a hundred percent the story the entire season i don't, I don't really think so it'll be the story if you guys fast. are bad i think it'll be the story if you guys uh, yeah, play bad sure. and then the narrative is that uh aaron Rodgers is going to leave because of the packers are bad I, that's that'll I be he, i think he story. leaves though i think they can go 17 and 0 and he leaves. I think the matter I know, what, man, he's there leave. is this saying: the the age the age old age old what is it adage? I don't know. Adage. There's a adage. adage. There yeah. yep, yep. The adage is that winning cures all. And if the Packers go seventeen and zero, which I doubt happens, I don't think Aaron Rodgers leaves. If anything, I mean that's that gets him back in in his uh, happy place, and maybe he goes and does some ayahuasca and, and contemplates life. But he's not leaving if they win seventeen games. There's no chance. But my, Michael Jordan left the Bulls after winning three titles. These these athletes are wired differently than a common person. Common sense is obviously you're not. Michael Jordan went to play baseball though. And Aaron Rodgers could go host Jeopardy. I don't Their know, dreams. man. Their dreams. People, you have to have dreams outside of football or outside of sports. You know, Michael Jordan wanted to do baseball for his dad. Rodgers wants to do or well, Michael Jordan left, retired at the last dance. But Rodgers, his dream is to be a Jeopardy host. I don't know. His dream is not to be a Jeopardy. You're just trolling him <laughs> I, now. Dude, no, 100, if, 100%. I, I, I'm going to find the actual quote. Did he really say that? I don't believe it. Like, that's it, his listen, actual dream. I'm not even kidding. If, okay, I, I mean, I don't know the I don't know 100% the deal structure here as far as bringing him back and, and for one more. I don't know. Has that been, like, is there actual legitimate information no, uh, on no. that? No. Nothing's okay. been signed, but that's what the reports are. Okay. If If it's a situation where he's back for one year you guys are average and then he just leaves and goes to another team. I think that's unfortunate. And there's a lot of assets you could have gotten to build around for the future. If it's a situation where he comes back and you guys are competitive, maybe you lose in the NFC championship again, who knows? That seems to be your favorite thing to do. Then, you know, at least it was close, right? You know, at least you're competitive again. And then it makes sense to bring him back. But I don't know, man, it's, it's a situation where, it's kind of a lose-lose when you really think about it, in a, in a sense. Like, if you want to be pessimistic about it, because 
if he comes back and plays well and then leaves, I mean, I don't, I don't know. It's kind of worse than than you guys just saying "fuck you" and, and trading him at this point. And I, and I quote: When I came on the show in 2015 and got to do Celebrity Jeopardy, I saw how special the environment was. I remember thinking this would be like a dream job. So I was right. It's not his dream. He's, okay, dream he's just job. you know he's putting on the charm. He's just being sarcastic uh, yep. a little bit, probably. I don't yep. know. This, another quote: Second dream job besides being NFL quarterback. So, well, see, there you go. There you go. We right. can only do one for a couple more years. So, yeah, uh, listen, Drew. Randall Cobb will be back soon. All the problems will be solved. <laughs> Clearly, he's he's the magic cure or something. I don't know. But um, anyway. At least for one more season, things are looking a little bit better in Green Bay. Congrats to you, Casey. Um, wow. I was, you know, sort of looking forward to a little bit of quarterback turmoil for you for the first time in your lifetime. But, <laughs> hey, we've had such and such play. Don't don't even, don't go there. We hey, had Brett Hudley for a half a quarter. Donovan McNabb threatened to retire multiple times and uh, uh, but, then take you to two NFC championships and then say he was unhappy. McNabb is one-tenth the player of Aaron Rodgers. First of all, yeah, McNabb was not at the same level as Aaron Rodgers. Second of all, he was the reason that my, you know, one of the best receivers of all time barely played on the Eagles. So, you know, drama, still some drama, just different kind of drama. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Speaking of drama, let's talk about Xavier Howard. Let's move on here from Aaron Rodgers. Xavier Howard uh, has requested a trade from Miami Dolphins as well. So essentially, I think what's happening here, he signed an extension in 2018. And and what he's saying now, at least publicly, is that he didn't really fully get comprehend what he was signing at the time. And at the moment, while he's one of the best corners in the league, he is not even the highest paid corner on his team. Um, And as a result, he's basically trying to renegotiate with with their GM and, and their, you know, as a GM would say in this situation, they really have no reason to do so. Um, So. What do we what do we think about this situation? And if he gets traded, I mean, how does this impact this team? Because this team's secondary is looking pretty good between Xavier Howard and Byron Jones. I mean, that's a solid tandem. So, um, losing one of the best in the league, Casey. I know you did a breakdown on this guy. How, yeah. Tell us how good he is, and then and how does this impact Miami if he leaves, and what we think of this? He good. Oh, he all right. Good. Next segment. Yeah. <laughs> Just kidding. Uh, no, he's good, and he he allows the Dolphins to do a lot of the stuff that they do. Uh, from a creative pressure look kind of deal. He can hold up in man coverage so you can be more aggressive. You can send more blitzes because you're going to hold up because you have both Xavier Howard and Byron Jones. Uh, And you had uh, an emerging uh, secondary with the safeties as well, um, which allows just a lot more flexibility for Flores to to dial stuff up. So he's an important part of that defense and what they're trying to do. Um, And once again, we're talking about Super Bowl windows it might be a little bit early to talk about it for the Dolphins, but they have a rookie quarterback, and now is the time to just stack up as much stuff as you can. If you can afford to rework his contract and make him happy, then I think it might be worth it. Um, you know, the corners are one of the premier positions that you, if you got a premier dude, if you have a n- true number one guy that can lock someone down, it's incredibly valuable for your defense. So. Um, hopefully they figure something out because he's fun to watch and he, he's a very good, talented guy. Um, maybe not the brightest bulb uh, signing a contract that you don't fully understand, but you can also, I guess, blame his agent for, for that one. 
Yeah, I mean the whole I didn't understand what I was doing. That's that's not on the Dolphins, man. That's on you and your agent. Yeah. So that no one's gonna get any sympathy for you for that. Um, if I'm the Dolphins, I'm just letting him play out. It, that's not like I said, it's not his their fault that all of a sudden he wants to rework his deal after signing not too long ago, and he didn't understand. I mean that that you are admitting that you messed up and that you want your boss to take care of you now. You know. It would be nice if he got the money he deserved, yeah. But you know, it's not a charity. Got to, got to deserve that, and he has. But I don't know if I'm Dolphins. I won't do it though unless he actually threatens to hold out, and it seems like he's not threatening. But there has been rumors about him being traded over the past year, and it's been kind of weird. I don't know why, because like Casey said, he's a very high level quarterback. But I am weary to extend his deal anymore because he is 28, and cornerbacks kind of like receivers, running backs. At 30, for the most part, hit a wall. And his wall, you know, he still might be a very good corner, but is he going to be the best corner in the league in two years? He's not the best corner in the league right now, but is he going to be a league corner in two years? I don't know. But you do have a window with Tua if he is your presumed starter. Uh, I'm going to talk about them a little bit later in terms of a quarterback. Uh, but they don't have that much cap space for this year, so it's not like they can, like, throw a bunch of money at him. Be more so for next year or the year after that. Um but I think this one, like Chandler Jones, is more bark than bite. It gets resolved a little bit. Uh, I, and I fully expect him to be on the Dolphins this year. Where where would you rank him? I mean, is he top five? Five-ish. I mean, top, yeah. Jalen Ramsey, five. as much as I, I think I pretty much bashed him last year, two years ago. He, I think he's the best corner. Uh, Trey White's up there. Stephon Gilmore, if he's healthy, he's much kind of bad last year. But he's in that, in that tier that... At first tier, but not number one. I was going to Jalen Jair in the corner from New York, Bradbury. Eh, he's all right. I was going to go. Trey White's better. The, he's been a little quiet. Stephon Gilmore's old. He's, too. Last he's year. like thirty. Yeah. So I, I think he's he's top five. He's top five. I think that's a he's, top he's, five. he's elite. That's but he's, I wouldn't say he's the best. So he is actually the sixth highest paid corner in the league right now. Um, as it is, which may be yeah. appropriate, may not be. You know, if I'm if I'm uh, the GM, uh, if I'm Miami's GM, maybe I'm thinking like just toss him a little more guaranteed money or something, something a little bit, um, something without completely restructuring or resigning an entire new deal. I don't know. There's got to be a way to work that out, though. I do think if they can, it's going to be an interesting uh, team to watch this year, as far as um, what Casey mentioned, which was the Super Bowl window. If Tua plays e- even decently. I think on both sides of the ball, this is one of the more well-balanced teams in Miami. So um, it'll be interesting. It's not too long ago I remember this team being literally in the talks for the worst team in the league, and I don't know that there's been a better turnaround in our in my lifetime that I've that I've witnessed in terms of a a team retooling, rebuilding, and and going from literally one of the worst to potentially you know one of the best teams in the league. If obviously as Tua plays, we'll we'll find out. But um, well. Well, there was a team in San Francisco a few years ago that went from four and twelve to thirteen and three. But uh, the Dolphins were worse. Than the, the Dolphins 49ers, were worse than the Forty ers like ever were. The Dolphins also made the playoffs last year and for longer too. Mm. That's been pretty bad. Well, no, the Dolphins bro. have been worse. That one year they were terrible. Yes, they they got none. The little bright spots that the Forty ers have for like three year, four year, four year periods. The Dolphins don't have that shit. They had the Wildcat. That's the last time they were happy. <laughs> and then yeah. Matt Moore started a playoff game for them. Yeah. Knocked down the second quarter. Uh, that yeah. was funny. 
Yeah, let's okay. not pretend. Uh, don't 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 make these comparisons here. We can look at the records, and and I'm sure that it's a sad story in Miami. Not great, not great for sure. And the Forty uh, ers didn't inspire a rant from Cyrus on the podcast. You know, <laughs> the Forty ers have never been our toilet bowl over and over again, week after week when we were doing that. True. So. Yep. But the Forty ers also had a very quick turnaround. So you do that is very true. Correct. Um, all right, let's talk about. Deshaun Watson, more quarterback uh, drama Oof. and news. So, Watson reports Texans apparently want five high draft picks in the trade. Uh, I don't know who's going to offer that. You're, Durgan is speculating that the Eagles are one of the few teams that might. I've seen some buzz and some some uh, content and articles around uh, NFL execs believing that the Eagles would be the favorites to, to do something and make a move. Um, I believe in Jalen Hurts as an Eagles fan. Uh, is he Deshaun Watson? No. But until I have more information on Deshaun Watson, uh, not really too interested in this. So I don't know. What do you guys think? Yeah, well, it, if they do want five high draft picks, and that's, you know. Well, what are high draft picks? Are we talking like one through three? One and twos. One and twos. One and two. So, okay, then, yeah. I mean, that's. Eh. I mean, the Eagles are the only team that has the ammo to do that. Um, and, I mean, it's with no disrespect at all, but why would Deshaun Watson want to go to Philadelphia at this point? Like, seriously, like, they're in Well, a I have rebuild. an answer for you. There's more resources there. Okay, that's not the answer. The answer is to be anywhere else besides Houston. That's that's the answer. Yeah, but is, is his life going to be that much happier? First of all, I mean... Let's address the elephant in the room. Is he even play football this year? He might be suspended. Uh, he he very well might be. Pen- They're still investigating him, I believe. 22, right? 22 pending lawsuits, which is absolutely Jesus insane. Lord. Granted, they're all civil, from what I understand. So what that means, essentially, is that he is not on the hook to actually face jail time. He's on the face to pay these women. So um, all the jokes, oh, they start for the, you know... Mean Green football team next year, or Mean Machine, a longest yard shout out. Uh, that's not true. That's not going to happen. But he should get suspended at least four games. I mean, it's tough to say with NFL how they do business. I mean, they gave Zeke like an eight game suspension or something crazy like that. And his allegations were terrible, very bad, but it wasn't 22 girls. So don't know what's going to happen. I do not expect Deshaun Watson to ever play for the Texans again. Um, but Goodell is dragging his feet like he usually does and not really committing things. I think if Deshaun Watson were to leave, however, it would be to Miami. Their owner would not care about his off-the-field issues. He was okay, greenlight it. Deshaun Watson, apparently, this offseason before all these allegations came uh, to light, that that was one of the teams that he was interested in going to. Of course, they don't have the draft picks, though, but they can't give Tua. And if Tua can play well in the beginning season, that can inspire some confidence. Okay, we're not going to give you five high picks, but we can give you a quarterback who's a young talent and two or three first-rounders and a second-rounder. Will they do it? I don't know. But I don't think Deshaun Watson ever playing for the Texans again. Uh, I would expect him to see some considerable suspension time. And any team that would invest a lot into a trade for him is a massive risk. Yeah, I, I just want Watson to be held accountable if he is guilty of these 
charges. Like that, that's the the main thing for him, for me. If he's not suspended and they've suspended dudes for every little thing for ten years now, uh, weed, domestic assaults, uh, battery, DUIs, all that kind of stuff. If you don't hold Watson accountable here, uh, I think it's uh, a big smear to the NFL. Um, so hopefully they they figure out a way to do that. Uh, as far as just the football aspect, I don't I don't know who wants to touch him at this point. Like I'm not gonna trade anything unless I know for sure he's gonna play, uh, and that it's he's gonna say yes to my trade offer because um, he has that no trade clause. So he's got to say yes, uh, and the Texans have to say yes. So it's it's a short list and. Uh, I don't think the Texans really have the leverage to say, hey, give us five high draft picks uh, at this stage. You know, maybe if he's cleared in a while and all this stuff settles next offseason, they might be able to to strong arm somebody. But at this point, I I don't really see it happening. They're absolutely out of their goddamn mind if they think they're getting five high draft picks, first and second rounders. It's not happening. Um, With all the drama attached to this guy, like the suspension, the impending suspension, most likely, like Durgan mentioned, in general, just the the character concerns at this point with everything that's come to light, there is no way. First of all, why are we even talking about trade speculations with with Deshaun Watson at this point, uh, with all this happening? And second of all, there's no way a team is going to literally give the farm with this much risk and this much, this many questions involved. So I hope the Eagles don't do this unless some, something comes out that, Oh, we got the wrong guy and it was <laughs> different to Sean Watson. I don't know, but unless something drastically changes, I don't want anything to do with Deshaun Watson personally as an Eagles fan. Um, yes. Phenomenal player. I think there's no doubt there that he's a, a great quarterback, but you know, at the same time, I'm not giving up five draft picks for this guy. If it was pre all this bullshit, I would consider five draft picks. Still would think it's it's quite a bit. I'd probably give like Matt Stafford level of picks, to be honest. Um, but yeah, I don't I don't know. I don't know here with with this guy. There's there's more questions than answers. I don't think it's worth the risk at this point. We'll see what happens with the investigation. Very well, very well may not play this this year or. Uh, be suspended for a large portion of this year so we'll see what happens i think he just stays with the texans for now uh, much to his dismay but um it'll be a unfortunate storyline to follow for us here at the weekly spiral uh that's the last topic we have in our new segment do you guys have any final thoughts on deshaun watson or any of the things we touched on here no no not really no no not, not a ton i mean no I, more uh the one thought I have is that Deshaun Watson's also got to be the face of your franchise. franchise. Yeah. So, like, if you're an owner, you got to green light it. Obviously, this is a big move. Yeah. And owners care about money. Can you market that man? Can you market that face? Is this a guy that you can sell to your community, to yeah. your fan base? Right now, some people are going to follow him regardless, but I think the majority would be like, hmm. I don't want to buy Deshaun Watson jerseys and rep that kind of stuff. So I, I think that plays into it, too. Um, I bet Dan Snyder is just chomping at the bit to put. Uh, he was like, "Oh, that's one of my kin. He understands yeah, what I'm trying to it. do. What I'm trying yeah. to get done in Washington." Deshaun Watson understands. So maybe a match made in in hell there. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Match made in hell. There's an article idea, Casey. Um, yeah. All right. Well, 
let's wrap things up there on episode 101 of the weekly spiral thank you so much for sticking sticking with us we really appreciate it um before we head out want to give my co-host a chance to plug some content that you should be on the lookout for casey what do you got coming up yeah it, my favorite quarterback of all time outside of aaron Rodgers. although maybe ahead of aaron Rodgers at this point uh given all the drama ryan Tannehill. Oh boy. If you want to know what happened, what changed from his time with Adam Gase in Miami uh, and starting out there to his trade and resurgence with the Titans, uh, did a breakdown on, on looking at the scheme, his mechanics, all that kind of stuff, how things are fitting better for him now uh, and what changed exactly, how it all came to be. If you're interested in checking that out, uh, it'll be on YouTube on Thursday, or you can check out the written form on the website, weeklyspiral.com as well. Yeah, it's a Miami Dolphins-level turnaround there for for Ryan Tannehill. So excited to, to learn more about exactly how he did it um, and how bad Adam Gase was as a head coach. <laughs> uh, Durgan, what about you, man? Yes, some um, NFL award betting previews and how to make some money. I actually went back for last year's, and if you bet all my futures last year, you would have won some money. So maybe I do know what I'm talking about. (laughs) I had no doubt in my mind that you know what you're talking (laughs) about. So, uh, But I will not be betting because I'm not a betting man because I hate losing. So anyways. I don't bet either. Betting's bad. Wink, wink. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, I'll look out for that and then pass it along to some of my more delinquent friends. Uh, this has been a weekly spiral production bringing you fresh football every single week thank you again for sticking with us we greatly appreciate it Um, we will catch you next week for episode 102